So we've been talking about uh, things that Jesus never said. Um, and uh, today is one of those ones that we like because it makes us feel good. And at root, it's this question. Tell me, friends, should you be fair? How many of you think you should be fair? How many think you should be fair in your life? Hold them up high. All right, good deal. All right, now how many do not think you should be fair? Perfect. Nobody thinks they should be unfair. Great, we're in the right place. All right. So from this idea of what is fair and what is not, we get this idea from time to time that I love hearing in that old gospel song, you can run on for a long time, but sooner or later, who knows it? God's going to cut you down. That this idea that God is somehow going to punish those who deserve it. I invite you sometime to go and look online at the like police blotters that show up from Montgomery County and watch the comments on there, the number of people who say, that's okay, God's going to get them. We love this idea, right? This idea that somehow karma, that God is going to get them that people will wind up getting what they will deserve. Let's start with, to be clear, right, that idea karma itself is not like a biblical idea, okay? Karma comes from Eastern religions. And you'll never find that word anywhere in the Bible. Okay, so there's that. But we're all used to this idea. It's, it's, it's like in our cultural language together that Perhaps, uh, uh, you know, somebody might get away with something once or twice, but sooner or later, God's going to get them. And we like that idea because, you know, I'm basically a good person, and I'm talking about those other terrible people over there, and I like the idea that God's going to get them. It feels good, and it feels fair, doesn't it? Right? Like if I do good things, I ought to get good things. And if somebody else is terrible, God ought to get them. That's just fair. And why wouldn't I be fair? But Jesus never said that. In fact, much the opposite of that is what we hear over and over again. So what I read a long selection from is one of my favorite books in the Bible. It's the book of Job. Um, and it's not always easy to read because it's mostly ancient poetry. So it's not a solid narrative like we're used to reading. But the gist is what you just heard. That God and the adversary, the Hebrew word for adversary is ha-satan, uh, have this disagreement about whether or not Job will fall into sin, right? Isn't, doesn't Job just have faith because good things happened in his life, God, says the adversary? And God says, all right, give it a try. Take away his good things and see if he still has faith. And so one thing after another gets taken away from Job until eventually he cries out not to say, I deserve this. We heard about this right last week, that it's not his sin that caused his terrible things to happen to him. 
but rather the opposite. I'm righteous, says Job. In fact, at the very beginning, how does God describe Job? Righteous. So we're not just taking a guess that he's a decent human being. God said he's a good person. And still these terrible things happen to him. And Job begins to question God, and God basically says, where were you when I made the earth? Look, if you're so smart, tell me how it is that I caused the sun to come up in the morning and set in the evening. Surely you must make that happen. Which is to say, perhaps God's ways are bigger than our ways. Or from the Sermon on the Mount that Phil read from Matthew. God causes rain to fall on the righteous and the unjust the same. When it rains, it rains on everybody's house. Sometimes terrible things just happen. So, back to this idea of fairness. We love the idea of karma, even though it doesn't come from our religious tradition, because it speaks to fairness. That even if I don't see somebody get what they deserve, that I know in my heart that those terrible people who are not like me are going to get what they deserve. So our key verse today it comes from 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Ooh, too far. There we go. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. I love this little passage. Sometimes you'll hear it before we confess together. The reason that I want you to take this home and remember this passage is the next time you think somebody deserves to be punished and that somebody is not you, remember that if we say that we have no sin, we're calling God a liar. Anybody want to line up to make, call God a liar? Anybody want to get in line to do that first? None of us has done a thing to earn God's love. God loves you because that's who God is. God loves you when you don't deserve it. We are all broken, imperfect, flawed. Some of us more than others, sure, but we all have our thing. That's okay. I'll say it again. We're all broken. We all have something in us. But God loves us anyway. And God loves us no matter what because that's who God is. God is not fair. If God were fair, we would all be in trouble. That's the definition of grace, this grace thing we come back to again and again. Grace means that God has loved us when we did not deserve it. And that's not fair. Thank God that God is unfair. Thank God that God has loved us when we don't deserve it. God loves you when you don't deserve it. Each one of us. You know that thing that you hope people don't find out about you? Well, there's that thing that you did once that you've tried to forget. Or that thought that you had about that person that you really hate. Or that tendency, that habit that you're trying to get over that you just can't. 
God loves you anyway because that's who God is. That's grace. And it's not fair. Ah. And because God has loved us when we don't deserve it, we are called to love others when they don't deserve it. There are lots of people in your life that don't deserve, haven't earned your respect, your love, your care, your grace. And the world's going to tell you to write them off. Forget about them. They're going to get what they deserve. But the answer for people who follow Jesus is that we are supposed to love with the same love that God has given us. Love that is unfair. Love that is overwhelmingly merciful when mercy is not what's called for. Love that's unfair. It's not that people are going to get what they deserve. It's that we haven't gotten what we deserve. We haven't. I have a wonderful life. I serve this congregation who is loving and grateful. And so that you all know, thank you for your Christmas gift. I got a new dishwasher because I live this exciting life. I have a wonderful wife, a great kid, and I don't deserve any of it. And yet God showers me with blessings. And I am called to be just as unfair, just as filled to overflowing with mercy, not because the people who are around me deserve it, but because it's who I am. Unfair grace-filled, and merciful.